On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, three of four major Baseball Canada women's team awards go to athletes from our province. We chat with two of the winners. Welcome to episode 84 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. This is another, shall we say, bonus episode as we got some very cool news from Baseball Canada over the last few days. The Women's National Team Award winners were unveiled last Thursday and congratulations going out to MVP Kelsey Laller, Ashley Stevenson Award winner Amanda Ace, Futures Award winner Ellie Jesperson and Special Recognition Award winner Nicola Chansky. You heard that right. Three of the four award winners are from this province and all have been guests on this podcast at one time or another. So we thought we'd check back in with a couple who haven't been on for a while. We'll start things off with MVP Kelsey Lawler. In the words of Baseball Canada Brass, the Red Deer Natives game was, quote, truly impressive in all aspects through the qualifying tournament in Mexico where the team won bronze. She hit 563 with eight runs and nine hits, including a home run. She was having a beast of a spring playing softball with Boise State hitting 278 with three home runs and 10 RBIs in 15 games. She's back in Alberta now, and we talked about a wide range of things over the weekend. Kelsey, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So Kelsey Lawler, MVP. How does that sound? Um, I mean, I guess that's always... Uh a title that you loved having attached to your name, but uh, it's obviously a really good feeling. It's really cool. And uh, Baseball Canada had the opportunity to recognize a couple of the players from last year's team. And uh, it's always nice when your name is involved. So were you surprised at all? Uh, Yeah, I was actually, I mean, I had a good tournament, but I also had a couple of teammates that had some very, very good tournaments as well. Like, um, Amanda Ace, she got one of the other awards. Ellie also had a good tournament, uh, and then a couple of the other girls, Claire, Stacy. So yeah, we had a we had a good bunch last year. What did it mean to you to be recognized as the MVP for that team? It's definitely um, it's a really cool feeling to know that the work that you've put in for multiple years is um, showing up in the results. I guess uh, sometimes when you're just working and working every day, it's you can see the results and. Other people can, and you know that you're going in the right direction, but to have it show up in a game is a really cool feeling. So, from yeah. yours, yeah, from your standpoint, as you look back on Mexico, what were you most proud of, either from a team perspective or a personal standpoint? Um, from a team perspective, we were definitely really young. We had um, a couple of veterans who um, decided to retire this past year, so we were without some big names on our team. And we had a really young group with a lot of new faces who had never been to an international competition before. And I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at it, you're just playing a game of baseball, but it's a little different when you're playing, uh, it says Mexico across their chest or USA. So I thought we did a pretty good job of handling ourselves, um, despite being so inexperienced. And I'm really excited for the future of this team and, uh, where we have the opportunity to go. Looking at the award winners, three out of the four are from this province. How cool was that from your standpoint? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was amazing. It's uh, it's really sweet, especially when people that you play with also get recognized. I mean, Luch has done so much for um, Team Alberta and for girls baseball in our province, and it's incredible that she's recognized by Baseball Canada. She, I mean, she's been there um, almost from the beginning, I think, and for her to... Ha- 
get recognized like that is incredible. She put in so much time and effort and work and uh, she's really a role model for me and just a great teammate and a great baseball player. And then Ellie, I mean, she's such an exciting player. Um, I love watching with her. I love, I love watching her and I love getting to play with her and I'm so excited for what the future holds for her. She's just getting started and she already had such a great tournament. So uh, there's no limit for her. Do you get the feeling here in this province that big things are still to come here? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, girls baseball is still growing and we have a really, we have a good group now, a good solid group uh, at the women's open age. We're still really young. Um, so we have lots of talent coming and we have lots of young girls who I'm sure are just excited to get um, to play with some of us for sure. But from what I've heard, like our numbers in baseball just keep growing and I mean, there's full girls teams now that are playing in Mosquito and PE, and that was not a thing uh, when I was that age. So it's really cool to see that what we've done over the past few years is really um, given some other girls some opportunities and is just creating, I mean, I guess teams for them that they get to play on and get to play the sport they love. Let's shift over to Boise State now. And, and how has that shift been from uh, Saskatchewan over to Boise? Um, going to Boise State was definitely the right decision for me i i love where i'm at right now and i absolutely love what i get to do um and i mean saskatchewan was the same thing it was really good for me to go there and i learned so much about myself um as an athlete and a person and i learned so much about the game of basketball there and i've been really lucky that some of the things i learned that weren't the physical skills and technical skills of basketball i've really been able to transfer them over to my game at uh, Boise State and I think it's I'm a better player because of it and I think some of um, so what happened to me, like what I learned at Saskatchewan has now made me more mature as an athlete which um, has been very good for my development but yeah uh, my first couple semesters at Boise State were incredible I love my coaches and uh, my teammates are amazing and I'm just in a really good um, environment for me to grow and develop as an athlete. And you were having yourself a pretty good season at Boise. Were you happy with how your game was progressing on the field as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, my first weekend was pretty tough, but, and then other than, other than that, I felt like I kind of started to get the hang of it. And I mean, you're always learning. There's always new things that come up and I'm like, Oh man, like, we saw a couple of rise balls, a couple of really good drop balls. Just, I saw some pitching that I hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was, uh, some I learned some lessons definitely when I was there, but I just had um, so much fun just being a student of the game and just learning. And uh, it's a, just a really good environment that my team has created there. So it was so much fun just to be around that group all the time. And yeah, we made it through um, our non-conference season and we were supposed to play our first uh, home series the weekend. Everything got shut down. So that was tough. But I mean, through the first I think we played 25 games. Yeah. Through our first 25 games. Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought I did all right. Was that a difficult transition to go from baseball to softball or were you already kind of a student of both games? Um, yeah, it was, it was a hard transition. I mean, it's still a process. It's still happening. And I was really lucky that I had some coaches that were really willing to work with me and put in time and just, um, support me a whole lot even when I got frustrated they sometimes were there to remind me that hey you've only been playing this game for a couple months like we can work through this we'll fig we'll figure it out like so that was really nice that they were just they were patient and they were just there to help me learn and help me get better every day so that was definitely a huge part of it but I mean yeah the transition's still happening and there's parts of the game that are like very similar 
lots mm-hmm. of the things are very different. I mean, are very similar, and there's just some small things here and there that are different. Like, my swing is still the exact same. Like, I haven't really changed anything. We worked on some timing, some of that kind of stuff, like pitch recognition and seeing the ball. But other than that, everything's pretty much the same. Is that the hardest part, is figuring out where the ball's being released from instead of being overhand, it's now under? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. We faced some girls that throw some pretty nasty pitches. They got some good spin, and they throw it hard, and it moves. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's probably been the toughest part. But uh, it's been it's been really fun um, just, yeah, being a student of the game and learning again. And there's so much now that I've learned from softball that I can carry over to my baseball game and vice versa. Some of the things that have really helped me in baseball, especially um, being with the national team, for for a while that they've really translated over to my game now obviously we got to talk a little bit about you know the world around us right now and <laughs> everybody's been thrown for a loop i'm curious where were you when all this came down um i was in boise still and so i guess the first news it it really happened so quickly initially um so we'd heard that we were going to play our games and it was going to be like limited fans. So it was basically going to be immediate family and that's what they're going to do for March Madness. And then it was going to be no fans. And then all of a sudden it was no games. Everything was canceled. So that kind of happened really quickly. But after the NBA got canceled, um, we kind of figured it was coming to us just to keep everybody safe. And then, uh, yeah, I was in Boise for a little bit. And then when everything like really started to shut down and they started, um, putting information out that all Canadians abroad should return home, then, yeah, we decided that uh, the best thing for me would be to come home right now. What was it like doing that trek back home and not really knowing what was happening, given how fast everything was happening? Um, I mean, it was definitely weird. Uh, It was like a 15-hour car ride by myself, so lots of time to think. And I think almost you're just kind of in shock to start. You realize... Um, like, and then all of a sudden it just kind of hits you. You're like, man, like my season is over and that's like, that's it. That's all we get. Like this exact team will never be together again. And you realize that now my school's online and we're going to have to learn to adjust to that. And I'm going home and all my teammates are going to be home and everything's all spread out. And it's just something you never expect, but this is really something that's, um, bigger than sports. And we've seen that with like the rate at which this spreads at, um, obviously the measures that we're taking are in everybody's best interest and just to keep everybody safe. So you coming home, does that affect your studies at all? Uh, no, everything has been moved. All of our classes have been moved online. So we just finished out the rest of the year through that. And then, yeah, hopefully everything starts to get cleared up so we can go back in the fall. What was the last couple of weeks like as you put yourself through the the self-isolation? Um, I mean, it's tough just being in your house. Uh, my sisters and my parents are here too. So that was, that was good. My sisters decided they're going to put themselves through self-isolation with me. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) they hung out, but, um, I hadn't been around anybody who was sick and, um, there was only a few cases in Idaho. I think there was maybe four when I left. So I was coming from a pretty safe area and same with them. But I mean, you just kind of, you start to learn, I guess, about Mm -hmm. yourself and what it's like to live that different life and maybe get a little bit of a taste of what it's going to be like uh, when my college softball career is done. Mm -hmm. And obviously you're not going to be stuck inside your house, inside your house, but um, yeah, you just kind of learn that. So right now, like my focus is on my studies and 
making sure I stay on top of that and getting everything done um, so that I'm eligible to play next year, obviously. And then, yeah, I've just been spending a lot of time with my family, which is nice because during the school year, um, I don't get to see them that often. And I guess you just try to knock things off your to-do list. And, I mean, there's been lots of cleaning that's happened and <laughs> lots of little projects here and there. But, yeah, just finding ways to keep yourself busy, I guess. It's weird going from a really full and jam-packed schedule to almost nothing. And now you're actually able to go out for runs and that kind of thing because you're out of that 14-day period now. What was it like to actually yeah. go out and, you know, experience the world again, quote-unquote? <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Definitely nice to get some fresh air, uh, see the sunshine. It'd be amazing if we got some nicer weather here in Alberta. <laughs> that would be perfect. But, yeah, I guess just working with what we got and, yeah, hopefully um, things start to turn around for us sometime soon. You kind of alluded to it a little bit, but what is your game plan heading to the next few months here, given there's just so much uncertainty, especially around, you know, baseball. And I know there was a lot of uh, excitement around, you know, being able to play for the national team and, and that kind of thing again. Uh, what do you foresee over the next few months here? Yeah. Um, so we've I've really been working out at home a lot. It's been my biggest thing. So just do workouts downstairs with my family. We have some equipment. Um so it's nice to be able to, do, to use that. And then in the garage, I have a net and a tee set up, and uh, we'll go and hit in there almost every night. And my dad will tell me some side toss. That's about all we can get. Our garage isn't huge. Mm. so But it's it's still nice to just to be able to get some swings. And, um, I mean, we can do little things. You can do some glove work and work on some arm care, and hopefully the weather starts to heat up a little bit. We can play some catch and um, – some of those kind of things, but yeah, it's definitely going to be tough. It's going to be different. So I think people are going to have to be creative with what they do and they're going to have to find new ways to stay in shape and uh, be ready for the season. Because if, if we can get back and especially now they've postponed world cups. So um, it'll be at a different time during the year and it won't be like right after everybody's season, which will be different for sure. But yeah, I think everybody's just got to do, whatever they can to stay on top of their game and hopefully learn some things while they're like take advantage of this time to maybe watch some baseball or some softball and learn a couple things uh, that you don't just learn from going to practice every day. Absolutely. Well, Kelsey, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us. And again, congratulations on being named Baseball Canada's MVP. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Next up is Nicole Lachansky. It's been a while since we chatted with the star as she retired from the game in December 2018. Last summer was her first away from the baseball field in a long, long time, so she was taken by surprise when she found out she had been handed the Special Recognition Award. Brass saying, quote, It is without a doubt Nicole's dedication to the national team program is something that should be celebrated and used as an example for future players. So we talked about that and what she's been up to since hanging up the cleats. Nicole, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. What does it mean to you to have been, you know, out of the game for the last year or so, and then you get the notification that, hey, you won an award as well? <laughs> yeah, it was very surprising. Um, I just saw it in the tweet like everyone else, and I thought it was a mistake. <laughs> but then I read the story, obviously, and saw what they had done there, and it was really, really amazing um, because, yeah, my life has been a lot different, and I, I haven't really been thinking about baseball you know, I used to think about it every minute of every day. So, um, yeah, it was it was really cool to get that surprise. Special recognition award, and right off the bat, that first sentence, the heart and soul of the women's national team program since 2006. That's got to be mean something to you. Yeah, I mean, it 
It is, because you don't really do your career to get accolades, and you don't really do it for, like, what other people think of you. So to see that people saw my career in that way was really special. And I don't know it, I don't know if, like, generally people know this, but we don't really have uh, any sort of framework for anything like that with the women's national team. We don't have a Hall of Fame. We don't retire numbers. Uh, we don't even have stats. Like, you can't even finish your career and go look at your career stats, your lifetime, like, where you stack up against other people or anything. So, um, to me, I'm seeing, you know, that the only two other people who've ever gotten that award are Kate Soda and Ash Stevenson. So, they're obviously like giant legacies in this program so to be put in the same category as them to me is like i said on social media and i'll say it again like i'm taking that as like the old woman hall of fame (laughs) (laughs) well and i mean the other part of this too is that i i think especially when as we've chatted with some of the younger ladies who have been making their way up the chain here is they continually say nicole had an impact on how my career has turned out even uh the five albertans who were on the national team this last year they all mentioned you by name i mean that's got to be something that you know you still kind of almost can't believe that they're singling you out for that yeah it's so funny because i i see them as friends and teammates um you know not as fans or anything so i I guess some of the younger girls i never actually played with but the it's really it's really cool because i i didn't go out to be some big thing or to make it my mission to be this huge leader for them or anything and just to see that in a small way that they they somehow were driven to do more because of what I was doing um, is really rewarding because I'm not really like a shout at everyone, bring everyone in for a big speech kind of leader. So just to do the best that I could do and then have them look at that and say, that's what I, you know, I should be doing that too, um, mm. is basically the best thing I could have hoped for. Pretty cool as well to see that out of the four names mentioned, three happen to be from this province, and you're one of them. Talk a little bit about that standpoint of seeing the game uh, in this province being recognized the way it has been. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I noticed that instantly, the the Alberta content. Um, and it's, you know, I listened to the podcast you did a while ago with Chris James and Barb Northcott, and they really said something that stuck out to me is that we we've always had consistent talent in this province. I don't know if there's a year since I made the national team. I don't think I've been the only Albertan on the team. I might be wrong, but I don't think there's been a single year that I was the only Albertan on the national team. We've always had a little crew, mm-hmm. uh, but like they said in the podcast, they there's really like kind of a turning of a tide right now. And yeah, like I'm, I'm gone, but the, the girls that are there are really stepping into their spots. Like Kelsey Lawler has always been really good, but now she's sticking out as, you know, the MVP, one of the best. And so there's girls coming under her who are consistently getting playing time, consistently doing well, you know, the Madison Willens and the Caitlin Rosses and et cetera. And like the girls that haven't even made it yet, but are, are cracking that top 30 tryout roster. And, and we have a, like a swelling of talent and, to, to see that recognized in like 75% of the award winners um, was really cool. Have you been able to, over the last year and four months since the last time we chatted, have you been paying a lot of attention to the baseball side? Or have you been kind of taking that step back and actually taking time to breathe away from the game? Hmm, uh, both, probably. I 
I like to watch on Twitter how, how everything's going. And I see, I saw all the results from Mexico. And like, I obviously am still friends with a lot of the girls on the team. So we, we talk about it. Um, I, but yeah, it's kind of, I, I'm very glad I, I, to be out of it in the sense that I, I, I don't know what it was. I just really felt that it was time to move on and do other things. And sometimes you just get that certainty and you just know it's time. And I've been doing lots of stuff that I've always wanted to do, but couldn't because baseball is the summer sport and all my other hobbies are like outdoor things in the summer. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I wanted, I I really wanted to come watch nationals in Okotoks, uh, but I was tree planning and it's completely impossible. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I went to, um, Nova Scotia, baseball Canada sent me to Nova Scotia for the Bantam uh, championship and had me scout and send report back to them and be sort of their like scout for that tournament. So I've been involved, but I've definitely been uh, taking like a much needed break. I went to Europe and now I live in Grand Cash and it's it's like, yeah, I am in like a different world now. How much have you enjoyed actually being able to take that step back? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm very outdoorsy person. Like as you know, I have a career in forestry mm-hmm. and I... I have always sacrificed that since I was like about 15 and I've gone on the odd camping trip and things, of course, but just consistently sacrificing that other part of my identity. It feels so good to be back in the mountains and back um, doing those things and even just have the time to, you know, go to like whatever fitness class I want instead of, well, I, I, you know, I can't stand time going to stand up paddleboard yoga because that's not really (laughs) going to help me with my baseball fitness. So I need to be in the gym doing all my baseball stuff. And now of course I don't, I can do whatever fitness I want. So it's just, it's like been a long time coming and I wouldn't have been ready for it five years ago. I would have missed it, but I just sort of picked like the perfect time. It sounds like you've really kind of brought it all in and, and embraced it all. And so has there been a moment where you kind of went, ha, huh, because all of a sudden all of those things that you had weren't there anymore? In I, a good way, of course. In a good way, yeah. Because in a bad way, of course, I miss it when I see it happening. And that made me realize that I made the right choice. Like I only miss baseball when I see the girl, when Okotoks was happening and I saw the results coming in, I missed it. When they were in Mexico, I missed it. When I saw like pictures of the girls doing their thing, that, you know, that was sad because I wasn't there. But in the off season, I never missed it once. And I never missed it in the summer, except when I saw what I was missing out on, you know? So I think that's a good, that's a good sign. And again, that wouldn't have been there a couple years ago. So um, it was good timing to do it now. And I don't know if I had like a, a big, like sighing, relaxing moment, but I guess it was really, really cool being able to go to Europe for two months and, um, I never, like never could have done that and been at the performance level that I wanted to be at. So mm-hmm. just to, and this, <laughs> again, talking about perfect timing, that was last almost a year ago. So, you know, thank goodness I didn't put it off to this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'm curious now that you've kind of, you mentioned the, the scouting idea, have you thought about maybe getting back into the game at some point, or is that still something that you want to put off for a little bit? Yeah, I don't know. I I need to put it off for a little bit just because of where I'm living. I was also working out of Edson for the last three months, and I got the invitation to come to some, you know, girls' baseball camps that they were having in Edmonton, and I would have really loved to go to those, um, but I couldn't make it work with the schedule. But, um, you know, just 
to be able, if I lived in Edmonton, I would go to those little things all the time. Like maybe I wouldn't coach my own team or anything, but I'd be available for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but in Grand Cash, it's it's a very small town. I don't even know what the minor baseball situation is here yet. So, but it, we're not exactly settled in Grand Cash forever. So it's one of those things where I just need like a little more time to get settled somewhere and figure out what I'm going to do and the career and whatever and what time I'm going to have. Um, that's why like the scouting thing was good because it was a week that I was able to block off and go do, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a whole year commitment. When you look back on the last year and then you look back even to your baseball career and, and if you were to stand in front of all the girls again and, and give that piece of advice or that piece of knowledge that you've gained over the last year, what would you say to them? I would say that you, by the time you're you know, 15, 16, you need to decide what you want out of baseball because I have seen it far too many times. Um, baseball, you know, you're playing for fun as a kid. It's great. And then you need to decide as you become, and like for women, like you're pretty much through your growth spurt by 16. Mm-hmm. I know that you're not fully developed emotionally and everything, but unlike a young man who still has a lot of growing to do, like you, you can be a major contributor on the national team at 16. Like we've all, like a lot of us have done it mm-hmm. myself, Kelsey, Ellie, Maddie, like so many 16 year olds. And, um, not that you can't make the national team later, but I've just seen it too many times where girls say they want to make the national team and then their actions don't match what they said so if you just want to play baseball like pretty competitively and have fun but you also want to go camping and snowboarding in the winter and you want to play hockey and you know school volleyball and everything I would never knock that that isn't like an awesome way to have your life be athletic be active have multiple different interests like I would never say you shouldn't do that if that's what you want if you want to be on the national team then you're going to have to cut some of those things. And if you don't, you will always regret. Like, even if you make the national team, you're going to have trouble sticking on that roster, sticking in that starting position. And I've just seen it. I've seen it a lot where girls say they want to make it, but they're not willing to give up their winter snowboarding or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, for an example, like a Maddie Willen, she has, like, consistently said she's going to play hockey and baseball at the highest level and she's not giving up either of them yeah but you know what she did give up she was also an elite level golfer and that had to go like Mm. she couldn't do everything she had to pick and like she is so committed she has her calendar she has everything written out and she does both of those sports to the highest of her ability but she also realizes sometimes there's a conflict and she owns that that was her decision so like she didn't uh, make the Alberta women's hockey team because the tryouts conflicted with our baseball nationals in the summer. So she couldn't go to tryouts. So she didn't make the team and that like she made that decision herself. And so she now goes forward from there instead of complaining about it. She's like, Nope, like I decided I want to be multi-sport athlete. Here we go. So everybody has to like focus in on what they want. Final question for you. You and I have talked about legacy before, and I'm curious what this award means to you on that side of things. Yeah, I mean, that's why it was so crazy and so special because 
I, you know, to stand there in the same realm as an Ashley Stevenson and a Kate Soda, like that, I just, I don't know if I can put it into words, like, cause, because, like I said, we don't have anything else. This is our, this is our, well, I don't know, they only started it last year, mm-hmm. but it's kind of our, like, highest level. No, I don't know. That's not probably not right because I mean, being the MVP is obviously mm-hmm. an extremely high level. But just to be like in the same league as those girls because they were so consistently good, they were always in the starting lineup. They were always looked to to lead the team. And you know, as much as you say that girls from Alberta cite me as some sort of influence like you should talk to the girls from Ontario Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they're always talking about those two women so um yeah just it's just it's it's like a weird juxtaposition because I'm just like standing here in the basement in Grand Cash while I find out about it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it doesn't seem very glamorous but it is it's like a it's a really special thing fantastic well again congratulations Nicole thanks so much for joining us again on the podcast and updating us on what you've been up to lately yeah thank you Thanks again to both Kelsey Lawler and Nicole Chansky for joining us this week. And as always, thanks to you for downloading and listening. We're extremely grateful that you turned to us for something of a distraction from the day-to-day news about the pandemic. And just like you, we can't wait for things to get back to normal and we can see some actual baseball on the field again. Until next time, thanks again for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.